mongs, look what we got coming out. Back with the gang, I'm a none of them sober fam. Look who is running it now. Out the blue, they never seen me come, but they gotta respect what they seen we done. Taking up like a ski run, keep it locked, the whole scene we run. Barely alive in a basement, dwell of a survivor. But they never seen my level, digital rider. They come up follow like cyber. Finally up here, it's a minor. Come, flip the game back to full, make everybody run like a welcome to after the horn it's been a minute i miss hockey i miss talking about hockey and more than anything i miss my co-host alex how are you i'm doing well now do i miss you no but um just kidding no but i'm i'm excited to talk about hockey today obviously uh both drafts have been you know uh, occurred like in the past couple weeks so a lot of news to go out. The Hughes brothers are all in the NHL now. Oh my god! Oh my god! What did you? Remember I, so that? I I just I just kind of uh, opened the NHL app so I could see the list of all of the um are, like wait, trades that went through the Blackhawks. Yeah. Yep. I saw that. Oh on Mark Andre Fleury, right? Yeah. Yep. Mark Andre Fleury had been rumored to go to the Blackhawks, and then I guess it's a done deal now, um, which is pretty. Oh crazy. my god. So I guess both both uh, all, all the flurries moved this uh, this okay, summer. So, I mean, not... so so let's let's start there. All right, I was gonna go in in order of the trades, but we're we're gonna we're, oh my goodness, we're gonna start here. Um, so flurry is heading, um, flurry is heading to Chicago. Um, mm-hmm. they'll receive Mikhail. Hakarinin, um, yeah. So that is a big trade. Uh, what are your thoughts, Alex? As I try to figure my life out. Well, look, here's the thing. Flurry is a very, very good goalie, but he, uh, it says thirty. He's thirty. He's a thirty-six, right? So yeah. you know, you might look at the trade and see, oh, for a prospect. Uh, Mikhail, whatever the last name is, you know, might be like, oh, that's a dumb trade. But remember, the guy's 36 years old. Um, who starts in net for the Blackhawks now? That would be uh, – oh, in net? That would be Subban, I think. Subban, okay, okay. So – or they, No, they, they were also – I forget his name. They, they had a good young goalie uh, that they were using, like Lukanen or something. I'll look at that right now. Yeah, but the point is they don't necessarily have any, like, a big goalie in that. Like, they don't have, like, a a big name, I guess, is the point. So, getting Flurry, you know, I guess helps that out. You know he'll be solid. He's on the, you know, end of his career, obviously, and he'll retire in the the coming years. But I think think it's a good thing for the Blackhawks to do that, to go ahead – uh, get Flurry in net. If he starts, I think it's good. Put him in net for a year, and just see how it goes. Um, maybe they don't want to like they, they want to wait to maybe look to sign a goalie or you know trade big for a goalie because they're gonna need a goalie in the future. Uh, maybe they want Flurry to kind of just like um, I'm thinking I'm t- I'm trying to think of the word, but like kind of kind of just like help out the younger goalie and like help him through his, you know, career. Yeah, like, mentor. Mentor, yeah. Basically mentor him in the next couple of years um, or however long he's there for. So that is probably a, a good move for that. But it was very interesting and kind of just out of the blue. So it was just – Yeah. Never was really talked about beforehand, and it just all of a sudden happened. Yeah. I think uh, Chicago, like last year, notoriously came out on their Twitter and said, you know, we're sorry to all the fans. We don't expect huge success this year. 
kind of basically saying they understand they're in a rebuild and now acquiring Seth Jones, which we'll get to in a minute and uh, some good draft picks. And now flurry now, now they're a potential contender. Um, but the first, first uh, trade we talked about, I believe we touched on it last time is Duncan Keith going to uh, the Oilers um, and defenseman Caleb jo- Jones going to the Blackhawks later. Uh, joined by his brother Seth and uh, that's what we kind of talked about hey is Caleb over there to lure Seth in and it looks like that worked Um, the next uh, real notable trade is that the Devils get Ryan Graves from the Avalanche the defenseman Mm -hmm. uh, for a second round pick and uh, Mikhail Maltsev Um, so not a huge return the second round picks pretty good in at least for Graves in my opinion Uh, but New Jersey is definitely stocking up on people as well yeah, um, as well as also, uh, I saw just just now actually like yesterday the trade happened. Brendan Dillon, Brendan Dillon to the Winnipeg Jets, uh, yeah, from the Capitals. It says that he had uh, 19 points in 56 games. You know, it could it could be worse realistically. So I mean, for <laughs> at least he'll help John Morris get off the ice. You know, because that's true. Yeah, still there at the moment. Um, yep. But that they that I mean the Jets do need like defense because it just doesn't exist. Um, so even if it's even if it's a thirty year old who gets twenty points in fifty plus games, it's something, you know. Um, yeah. But there there have there have been a couple extensions. Uh, Stastny one year extension um, to stay with the Jets three point seven five million. Um, Granlin signs five year contract twenty four point seven five million um, with the Vancouver Canucks on Tuesday. Um, so a couple things here and there. Yeah. There was also a, uh, Braden Holtby got bought out by the Canucks. So he'll be a free agent and Connor Garland signs a five-year, uh, contract with the Canucks and he just got traded, uh, for Oliver Ekman Larson, which I get into as I go in through new, uh, daily order, I guess. Um, so the next trade I have on here is the Red Wings getting Nick Letty from the Islanders, who also lost a very important player in the expansion draft, which we'll get to in a little bit. Um, but the uh, Islanders get Richard Panic and a second-round pick, which I'd say is a pretty fair return. Panic a little overpaid, so that might hurt, but that was probably to even up the cap. Uh, one of the most underrated trades, I think, is the Canucks getting Jason Dickinson from the Stars. Very young, very good player for a third-round pick. Um, the next would be the Sharks getting Aiden Hill uh, from the Coyotes, backup goalie. Uh, no real return other than a second for him. Uh, <laughs> this one this one was very good. Leafs get uh, Jared McCann uh, from the Penguins in exchange for Philip Hollander, who was picked by the Penguins. And a seventh-round pick, obviously, we know that trade didn't last for long, though, as we'll get into that later. Uh, this, I, I want your your uh, feedback on. Barkley Goodrow going to the Rangers and signing a nice deal there in exchange for a seventh-round pick. Um, I think it's like a seventh-round pick is just not really much, is it? Like, it's like I – ju- I, I just think it, it, it's a bad trade. To be honest, I mean, good, good for Barkley Goodrow, but like, I don't, I, I don't like that trade because it's just really, it's more of a cap dump. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. I just think it's really low, like, I, it's low value. Um, yeah. so it's not really too much there, but it's kind of a low value trade in my eyes. 
Yeah. Uh, then our first blockbuster in terms of, uh, you know, how it all happened when it was happening. Uh, Ryan Ellis uh, going to the Flyers who are also stacking up on people from the Predators in, ex in, in exchange for Philip Myers and Nolan Patrick. But Nolan Patrick is going to the Golden Knights in a three-team trade. Uh, and Cody Glass is going to Nashville. So kind of a, a little weird thing right there, but definitely with the first blockbuster. I, re I mean, really for all three teams, what what do you uh, think about that? Well, I think as you mentioned about the Flyers, they're really, they're really trying to like stack up on players right now and kind of just build build for their future because – they're, they ne I don't I would never call them in like a rebuild stage because they never were like a terrible team like they never were like on the bottom so it's kind of just like they're they're trying to like rebuild and get back up there even though I wouldn't call them like that kind of team for like uh, the, the predators um they've been in a kind of an awkward spot for the last couple years obviously Peck arena retired recently um so they're gonna have to find someone to fill fill that gap although that's gonna be really really difficult. Um, a couple of years ago, they were in the Stanley Cup final, but since then they've. And they have one of the longest playoff records in sports history, uh, in yeah. terms of like streak. I think they're on like eight or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, but since then, they haven't really done. Uh, I mean, like they, they they make it, but nothing really happens there. So. Yeah. Um, no, Ellis was supposed to be on the move for a while from Nashville. Uh, took the off season for it to happen. Um, but I, I think Nolan Patrick is really the, the piece in this trade that that's the biggest. He's very young, very good. I believe he's 23, uh, if not younger. And he's going to the Golden Knights really in exchange for Cody Glass, uh, which is a really good young player as well. One of uh, Vegas's draft picks. And they uh, have officially traded away all of their first year draft picks. Uh, anyone who was chosen by them in, I believe, 2017 is gone now. Yeah. Um, um, also, I just saw this on, I, I'm just looking at the flyers right now, Cam Atkinson on, on yeah. Cam Atkinson to Philadelphia. Um, yeah. so they, they, they really are picking up some players. I mean, you know, w whether that be like, they're not like big names, but you know, Atkinson's definitely a big name and he's been a good player in the NHL for the past few years now. So, uh, yeah, if we pick up. This is more of a flashback trade with Andrew Ladd, uh, going to the Coyotes, who was good a few years ago. One of the older players um, for a second round pick, which was pretty good. Um, Alex Nedeljkovic, which was a real surprise for me. He was great for the Hurricanes in the playoffs. Obviously, they didn't last long, but he was he was great in the regular season and in the playoffs. And <laughs> this has everyone kind of laughing at the Canes as they get uh, Jonathan Bernier in a third round pick for their young star goalie. Uh, so Nedeljkovic to the Red Wings. Bernier to the Hurricanes. Are you laughing along with everyone else? Because I know I am. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. Yeah. It feels like a lot of these GMs, like some of them are making really big name moves, not necessarily good moves, but big name like the Ekman Larson. And then some GMs are just trying to outdo each other with the worst trade possible. And I'm glad yeah. Mark Bergevin hasn't gotten in there yet. But uh, <laughs> speaking of the Flyers, once again, Shane Gostas Fair going to uh, Arizona. Um, yeah, well, and Arizona, like we talked about, like Oliver Ekman, Larson, uh, and Granlund, uh, both gone. So it's like you know they 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 they, they kind of have to get some some quote unquote big name players there. And Gus Fear, I wouldn't say he's a big big name player, but he's definitely a good player. Um, and I just wanted your opinion. Like I, we talked about the the Cole Cam Atkinson thing. So 
Jakob Voracek to Columbus uh, in exchange for Cam Atkinson. What do you think about that trade? Because I think it's very interesting. Two good players, I mean, just basically flipping teams. But what do you think about that trade? I mean, I, I think that has to go the way of uh, Columbus, who um, I think Voracek's a better player. Both of them are old. Atkinson, I believe, is a little older. Sure, he's faster and, and can get in there, but he had a really down year. Um, so maybe they're looking to get him revived. I know I follow him on Twitter, and he's super excited to be a flyer. Um, so, you know, maybe the motivation factor is there, but I think that goes to Columbus every day that ends in Y. Fair enough. Um, the, the only move the Kraken uh, have made other than drafting is uh, the only trade is Tyler Pitlick for a fourth-round pick to the Flames. Now, uh, we're, we're, we're going to unpack that draft in a minute, but just keep in the back of your head with that move. I mean, that didn't clear up too, too much, but they now have over $30 million in cap space for this free agency. Um, back to the Flyers. Rasmus Ristolainen uh, in exchange for Robert Haig and a first-round pick and a second-round pick for 2023. This... I, I think is the most Bro, valuable yeah. trade. But we also got some breaking news right now. Really? Uh, Alex Ovechkin signs five-year, forty-seven and a half million dollar deal to return to the Capitals. Oh, that 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 the ending of that kind of sucked. But yeah, but he's thirty-five. Yeah. They're signing him to a five-year deal. Yeah. So they're saying he's gonna play till he's thirty. No. They're saying he's going to play till he's 40. 40. My bad. My bad. Uh, but maybe, you know, five years, the goal record gets broken. Quite possibly. Quite possibly. Yeah. Know. But uh, your thoughts on the Ristolainen trade? Sorry, I, I, when I, was, I was talking about that. So say it one more time. Uh, Ristolainen in exchange for Robert Haig, a 2021 first and a 2023 second. Uh, the Flyers getting Ristolainen. Definitely a, a big win for the Flyers there. Um, Rich is a fantastic player, and I think he'll – I mean, like like we talked about, like what the Flyers have been picking up. Obviously, we talked about how, you know, Columbus definitely won the trade with Voracek and Atkinson, but Atkinson now on the Flyers with, with Rich and everyone else they're picking up is definitely really good for the Flyers. Yeah. Uh, a little bit of a question mark right here. Pavel Buchnevich going to the Blues from the Rangers in exchange for uh, Sammy Blay and a second-round pick. A lot of people didn't like this trade at first, but I was just watching Steve Dangle's reaction to it, and he said, you know, when all is said and done, it's getting more even as Buchnevich coming off a career year, but also a free agent, so going to be asking for a lot of money. And Blay, um, not a bad player at all. He's going to be a third – no, he's going to be a fourth-line guy. Um, he's big, uh, but he's kind of wimpy. No offense. I know he's listening. Um, doesn't get in too many fights or anything like that. Uh, I'm not even going to ask your thoughts on that one because I really want to know about this one. The Vancouver Canucks acquire defenseman Oliver Ekman Larson and Connor Garland, who recently signed a uh, contract with them from the Coyotes in exchange for Louis Erickson, Jay Beagle, Antoine Roussel, and the number nine overall pick in the 2021 NHL draft. A second round pick in the 2022 NHL draft and the most important piece, a seventh round pick in 2023. Wow, that seventh round pick could be Tom Brady. It could be. You never know. 
But so wait, I thought um, Granlin wasn't included in the deal, and he just signed with them in free agency. No, Garland was a restricted free agent, and he got his rights traded to Vancouver, and they recently just signed him earlier today. Okay, so I think the uh, the GM of the um, Arizona, Arizona Coyotes should get fired. Okay, um, I'm not kidding you. That is one of the stupidest trades I've heard in my whole entire life. Yeah, Erickson, I think, is making six. And he hasn't played an NHL game in a while. Roussel is making like between two and four, and Beagle's making around four. So that's a lot of uh, the cap does even out. I mean, obviously with Garland's new contract, it's they they lost a little money, but um, Ekman Larson has not been looking good recently. Um, it's also Arizona, so it's hard to look good there. But, but it's, I I'm just looking at the stats right now. Louis Erickson, seven games played, zero goals, one assist, one point, minus three, and he's 36. Yeah. Uh, Antoine Roussel, 35 games played, one goal, three assists, four points, uh, plus four on his plus minus rating, but he's 31. And then Jay Beagle is 35 years old with 30 games played, one goal, four assists, five points, minus two. I mean, Edwin Larson isn't doing incredible, though. I I think the real piece of the trade was Garland. The only reason it wasn't really talked about is because he didn't have a contract. I mean, Oliver Edwin Larson, like this past year, wasn't amazing, minus 17. Yeah. But he did have 21 assists in 46 games. So it's not like he doesn't produce for his team. And I think him Um, and Hughes are going to be real good. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Um, I mean, if Hughes ever gets to stick out of his ass. Um, uh, yeah, uh, and for Gar- and and for Connor Garland, I mean, thirty nine points in uh, forty nine games. I mean that speaks for itself. Only ten points off of a point per game, which is really really good. So the Canucks are definitely, uh, I mean, it, like they were smart, but it wasn't like they were outsmarting a moron. So it's like it's not really <laughs> much like they're basically out. They they were like outsmarting a blonde girl. Like it's not hard. So, but. If if you're basically saying like, so you what you want from us is three old guys and you're gonna give us two good players? Sure, why not? Yeah, like you're not gonna say no to that. So, I mean, I think it's pretty clear who won the who won the trade there. The Coyotes obviously have the better deal, obviously, obviously, um, obviously. But uh, yeah, one one of the stupidest trades I've, I've ever heard in my whole entire life. Oh um, well, we'll get ready for this one as Seth Jones goes to the Chicago Blackhawks. Okay. Uh, him and a first. The Tampa's first, so the 32nd, and a sixth, can't forget that, um, are going to Chicago for Adam Boquist, a, a good young defender, a first and a second um, in the 2021 draft. I'm not sure why I segued into that, because that seems like a pretty good trade. but it, it, It's definitely not like an amazing trade, but like getting Seth Jones is, 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 definitely, is definitely good at the end of the day. So it's like... You know, Seth Jones is a bigger name defenseman. So, you know, Volquist, I'm sure he'll do well in the future. But Seth Jones, he's he's not too old and he's a good defenseman and he's been solid for the past couple of years. So I think that's very, very good uh, for him and for his team going forward. Um, so it's not as bad, like you said. But uh, I like I, I texted Braden at first because I was like, I see a choir and I'm like, wait, do they just pick him up for nothing? I was confused. Um, well, the, I forget which trade uh, there is. A trade on here, I, and it involves the Coyotes because we just talked about how stupid their GM is. But like, it it's a trade, like blah 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 blah, and then Arizona receives nothing. 
Like I'm never, it's always like, Oh, a seventh round pick. There's absolutely nothing they got in return for the trade. And and we'll get to that in a minute. At least I hope. Um, well, I mean, I mean, they, they ended up getting, there was a trade like yesterday, the Florida Panthers re- re- received a 2023 seventh round pick in exchange uh, and go to the um, Coyotes is uh, Anton Strawman, uh some guy I cannot pronounce the name, a 2024 second round pick. So, I mean, like, yeah, most likely a cap dump there. Um, yeah. But, uh, but Kai's favorite player, uh, Jake Bean, now playing for Columbus after the trade, uh, him a second. Um, and he, oh, no, excuse me, him for a second. Um, so that, a lot of people talking about that because uh, he was unprotected for the Kraken. They picked uh, Morgan Geeky instead. Um, but a good young defenseman there going to Columbus. Um, now I have a few just draft trades, pick for pick, pick for pick. Um, but the the most important uh, trade is the Kings acquire forward Braden Burke. Uh, and yeah, I'm not going to read the rest because I really don't care, but Braden got traded. Um, you made it. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. More Um, picks, more picks. On the 23rd of July, um, I mean, we just didn't talk about it. We haven't a podcast yet, but Taylor Hall re-signs the Bruins. Yeah. Um, What is it? Six million annual. I think it's four years. Could be wrong. Sounds right. Yeah. Um, and then... We'll, we'll get into the draft later on. Uh, but, yeah, that's really – I mean, the Bruins haven't done too much. But uh, that was yeah. definitely an important thing for them to do. And uh, I think it was – was it Clifton who went? Yeah. To who? To Seattle. Lausanne. Lausanne. Sorry. Um, so, yeah, not, not, not nothing crazy from the Bruins as expected. They still have cap space, but they're just not doing anything with it, which is frustrating. Yeah. Uh, Sabres lose Ristolainen. They also lose Reinhardt this time to the Panthers in exchange for 2022 first and goalie Devin Levy. Um, pretty underrated trade right there. Reinhardt fairly young in his prime. Obviously was crap because he was playing for the Sabres, but we saw what Taylor Hall can do once he gets out of there. Yeah. Um, about uh, a guy from the Sabres, Braden? What? Do, do we want to talk about a special player from the Sabres? Sure. Um, obviously, you mentioned it to me earlier on this week. Oh, yeah? Um, and I saw it on NHL as well. Um, but the Sabres are willing to uh, hear offers for uh, Jack Eichel. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. You, you mentioned it was the Rangers and, and the Canadians. Uh, yeah, I uh, there were a few other teams on there, but I know in – the Elliot Friedman, who is very reliable, um, has said that the Canadians are the number one right now. They haven't really stopped uh, the conversations. Um, I think Bergevin's too stubborn to trade like his entire future for him. Um, but it, it would be a pretty interesting trade. Um, the Rangers, like I said are in a little bit of a cap crunch right now with getting a lot of different players and having to pay them. Um, but yeah, it, it I, I something special and he needs to get out of there. Um, and Montreal have definitely been, 
uh, looking at that. But other leaks of the free agents that they're trying to sign would wouldn't really allow that. Uh, David Savard from the Lightning, um, Cedric Paquette, I believe he was on the Senators this year, and uh, a few other big names, uh, most likely going to Montreal. So not sure how they'd uh, pull all of that off, but would definitely be interesting to see. Um, yeah, um, I, I the second you said Elliot Friedman, I just, I just looked him up on Twitter and you know went there, and he also tweeted 10 minutes ago, uh, Yandel to Philadelphia, one year, 900K salary. Um, wow, that's, that, that's a deal. Is is that Keith Yandel or? I I'd assume so. Is, yeah. is it from Florida? It doesn't. It doesn't say. It, it just says Yandel of Philadelphia. But there's what that would it? be a major deal. Well, it, it it says that he's already played under. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce the coach's last name, but Vigneo. I don't know how to pronounce his name. The Philadelphia. Uh, Vigno. Yeah. You um, don't speak French. What the heck? Sorry, my guy. I do not speak French. Uh, yeah, you mentioned the Strowman trade. I'm, I'm just scrolling. You mentioned the Brendan Dillon trade, and now, uh, so those, those are all the trades we have at 105 today. Uh, Buchnevich agrees on a four-year, 23.2 million dollar contract with the Blues. Um, Ovechkin we mentioned, and I believe we're, we're all caught mm-hmm. up. Uh, please keep an eye on on Twitter, um, uh, you Alex, because I I don't have all that stuff right now. Qualifying offers just came out. Um, not not too too much crazy news other than in Boston. Uh, you know, fun, funnily enough, um, with uh, Kasha uh, and Richie not getting qualifying offers, so they will be unrestricted free agents. Uh, yeah. For for the moment. Yeah, Richie to me, uh, like Kasha, I don't really have much of an opinion on, but like Richie, I mean, just like I don't really care to be honest, because the Bruins, like I know it's it's you know the Bruins, and that's like what we kind of like represent, but like we've always just had like gritty players and whatnot, and at, at, like as cool as they are to see, like come on, it, it, it it's not back in like 2013 when we have like. Milan Lucic and all these like bigger guys or whatever and like um, Horton and whatnot. We like we just don't have those players. Like those guys, the difference with them is like they're not just gritty; they're actually good. These guys just aren't that good. They're just there to get penalties and waste our time on the ice. So it's just <laughs> to watch them play. Um, so like we'll mention later on with, with the Bruins pick, I was I was quite interested when I picked him because he's he's a faster guy and he's not a gritty player. Um, so it's kind of it's it's it, it's kind of nice to see him pick you know, or pick someone new for a change like a different you know a, a different play style. But yeah, I just, maybe we don't talk about the Habs pick. I'm not sure how much you know about. All the I guy. know is yeah. last, but I don't know. I I saw who they picked. I don't really know much about it though. Yeah. Um, oh, I have a story for you at the end of this podcast. I cannot wait. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah, no. I mean, like I said, like. But I, as much as I get it, like it's the idea of like the original six teams, like big, tough, whatever. But as the sport goes on, you know, like like as time goes on, the sport changes. So it's just kind of like, yeah, you, you you have to change it. And I and you're not necessarily like saying, oh no, we're forgetting the idea that we're like the big bad Bruins. Like, but you like, I don't think people are really gonna care that much if they if they sign a bunch of like faster guys instead of you know physical guys because you can always have like. 
Because then um, you're just going to turn into the bad Bruins. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but you know, I just, I, I, I've never, he- I've, I've never really cared about if we're the big bad Bruins, and we still hold that, um, you know, motto or whatever. So. Yeah. Um, speaking of the Bruins, the first pick in the expansion draft was from them, and and like I mentioned, 24 year old Jeremy Lauzon, uh, starting off that big defensive core for Seattle. Uh, would you have any thoughts, or you want to continue? Uh, I mean, I, I would. I, I mean, I I think that's honestly fine. I don't really have a huge problem with that for the for the Kraken. That's a good pick. It is. A, it, it's a good pick for the Kraken. But like, I was I was hoping either Clifton or Levson would go. So I'm happy that he's gone. Um, I don't think he's been that great. I just think um, on on under under Seattle he, he could thrive. Um, and uh, on like that the the thing that like these the Eastern Conference teams have have had the luxury of is these expansion teams have all been uh, on the Western Conference and, and in the Pacific Division. So it's kind of like, you know, we don't really have to worry about these guys playing against us anymore. Like, I'll, we'll play them, like, once or twice a year, but, like, that's it. So no real worry about that. Yeah, the next pick uh, being William Borgen, another young, uh, big, strong defenseman from Buffalo. And I'll list all of his points. All right, we're done with that. Okay. Um, next pick by an octopus. First ever pick done by an octopus. Uh, Dennis Kowalski, uh, another big defender, 6'2", 23, 197. Uh, only three points in 16 games, but this guy's young, and, and I think this is one of the sleeper picks in the draft. Yeah, I mean, l- l- like you said, he's big. He's, he's about 6'2", and he's 23? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that ha- that right there has, has all the potential to be, to be a good defenseman going forward. And, you know, I, I get it. Like people, like people, a lot of people are giving the Kraken a lot right now, saying, "Oh my God!" Like, look at them compared to what the Knights did. You got to remember, the Knights did sign a lot of players. Like, it wasn't like every single player that I, that they got was from. The and Knights like draft. Carlson, Marcheseau, all those guys were awful. Like they were like this William Borgen guy on their other team. Yeah, and like even like even some of the guys who might have did well in the beginning. And yes, I, I do credit the Knights. They did do a lot well. But it's like just because like they're just also were better players available then. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. like what there were there wasn't really as as great players. And you know, as players move on, there's like different players that you know they only they only have to protect certain ones. So it's like, you know, I, I think it makes sense what the Kraken have done here. They've got I, I think a fair balance of younger and older guys. And I think they actually did very, very good picks, but I think it's gonna um, not really, not it's it's not going to show for another couple of years, um, and I think some fans like the the idea that they're they're going to have to struggle for a few years, um, but I think that was more like I mean it, it, I I I think it, I don't really I'm not really a big fan of oh it's fair that they have to struggle I just think it's like it's natural that they're going to struggle in the beginning of the year and they could even end up being last in the Pacific Division but like I'm not going to judge them until they're been in the NHL for like three or four years with, with this team specifically. Yeah, next pick uh, and the first actual player to wear a Kraken jersey who was there, uh, Chris Drieger. Um, funny story, my stepmom, uh, her personal trainer, uh, is also the trainer of Chris Drieger and um, Joey Decord, the other goalie uh, picked in the draft, well, one of three. Um, so they were in there the other day, right before they, uh, left for Seattle. So that's pretty cool. Um, he, he was there, he was wearing the Jersey and I, I think it's a very good pick 23 games, 207 GAA with a 927 percentage. Uh, he's 27. 
I, I think he's going to give you uh, a, a good goalie. I, I don't think we're going to see anything crazy. But, um, yeah, I mean, two, 207 goals against average is not terrible. No. Um, in the grand scheme of things, I feel like that's like the – I don't know what the what, what the average like uh, goals against average of the league is, but probably somewhere like around – Yeah, it's, it's like between 1-8 and 2-8, I'd like to say. Yeah, so like if, – If you have anything under three, you're good. Yeah, realistically, you're honestly fine. And, like, again, like, there shouldn't be much expectation on a lot of these younger guys. So, I, I, I think it, it, it's a good goalie selection. I believe he's going to probably be, be the starting one, most likely. Uh, Probably, but with this next pick, that might change because, speaking of goalies from the Montreal Canadiens, uh, the Seattle Kraken selected Kerry. Wait. Nope. They they didn't? They they selected defenseman Cal. Flurry. What what are they doing, Alex? Well, I'm just gonna look this up right no, now. No, <laughs> no, there's there's nothing to look up. You can't you can't ask even even oh, the mind, broadcaster. Mind, mind, even mind, the broadcaster mind. literally asked Ron Francis, he's like, Why didn't you pick Carrie Price? And Francis was never like, mind. I can't really tell you that. Never mind, never mind. I I, 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 I looked up his age and he's actually only thirty-three. I thought he was thirty-five. So yeah, what are you doing? <laughs> you have one of the best goalies of all time, and in my opinion, the best goalie in the last decade of the NHL, like 2010 to 2020. Yeah. Um, to select at 33 years old, <laughs> he can play for you, and that goals against average will be more like a one eight or a one whatever. <laughs> and you select Flurry. <laughs> And not even, I mean, you did like, I'm not that you could, but it wasn't even like you selected, oh, you mean Marco? No, he didn't select Marco <laughs> because he, they couldn't, and he's on the Blackhawks now. You selected Flurry, a defenseman. You've already picked, you've already picked His brother's there too, though. Yeah, you've already picked every single defenseman in the NHL already. So it's like, you don't need to pick another defenseman, bro. You have a goalie who you can pick. Dream would be a good backup goalie to be mentored by the best goalie in the last decade, and you pick for, I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> I don't know where your brain's at. A potato's probably in your ass right now. You oh. maybe, you can't even call it a mistake. I like, I, I, I don't even know what to say about that. Um, I thought he was 35. He's 33. He has yeah. a couple more years to stay. Well, yeah, I, I got to say, I don't love it, but when it's your team, you kind of love it. But still, I don't think it was right. Bergevin saying, you know, six to eight weeks, uh, that price will be out after that hip injury. It, the second Kale Flurry gets selected, it turns out, oh, it's only going to be two to three weeks. Um, so making the injury seem a little bit worse. I'm sure Francis isn't too happy about that. Uh, but other injury news is Shea Weber out for all of next year and possibly never playing again. You know it's bad when Bergevin, the GM of the Canadiens, says, yeah, I'm not sure if we're going to see him take the ice again. Yeah. Uh, usually people are very optimistic when it comes to their players. Yeah, kind of to stay on track a little bit with the whole injury thing, I kind of want to skip down to a different – I don't know when it is in this selection, but I think it's either Everly or Gord cannot play for the first couple – Yeah, Gord's going to be out for a little while. And I think it's like – I I mean, I, I, I get – I mean, like, that's probably why the Lightning didn't – I mean, obviously they have so many players to protect, but if that if if, if that was a possible reason to be in there, I, I could see that being the reason. Oh, well, well, you got to think – like, think of Sagan from last year and think of Kucherov – don't, yeah. No, let's not think of Kucherov. I don't want to think of Kucherov right now. But okay. uh, 
any any team that makes the cup, there's players out the next year. Like you you put everything out on the line. So like yeah. Price and Weber, that isn't like new, but uh, in an expansion year, it kind of is. Yeah, I mean, with the whole thing, I, I just like that's. So, the- I'm sure if they picked anyone from the Lightning, they'd be like, yeah, they're 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 gone. Yeah, well, it's also like anyone from the Lightning, prob- probably a good choice. Like, yeah, that's that's fair. Yeah, it's, it's it's the Lightning. Yeah. I mean, like, there's so many good players on that team. Like, unless you're, unless you're like selecting their backup goalie, I don't really know what the, you know. We're probably yeah. gonna, we're probably you're really gonna have. Speaking of goalies, Carey Price, we won't really get back to that though. I yeah. really about that. Well, uh, you know, but with Ford, it's like the guy who could have been your top goal scorer. I mean, I know Everly can be, but like, you've kind of gone from possibly being like second to last or third to last in the Pacific to probably last in the Pacific, at least in the beginning few months like I said I'm not going to judge them until they're in the NHL for a couple years but like just unfortunate I assume they probably knew that he was going to be out for a little while hence why they're like okay uh that's why they might have not protected him so he's a good player and he can do well for us once he's you know I'd call uh, yeah I'd call this a good draft for what they had to work with but I'd call it a bad draft overall but with the 30 million of cap right there you got to think they're going to do something with it uh, so I, I wouldn't count them out yet personally. Um, yeah. but ov- obviously they picked defense from Montreal. Cause I definitely don't think goalies when I think Montreal, but you know where I do think goalies, Alex, Where the Ottawa senators oh, who have been course. so, so elite in goalie dumb, uh, the past decade. So they picked Joey Decord. Uh, like I said, he's semi, uh, semi native as he works out here, but, uh, yeah, eight games played with a three two seven and an eight nine seven, so little under average. But he is twenty four. You know, the last uh, heard of uh, goalies when it came to the centers was when like Anderson like was crying because he got a shutout because I don't know someone in his family got cancer. I don't really know what happened. Yeah, like something happened. Not like you know crapping on the situation at all, but I'm just saying like that's the last. That's it's been a, it's been a while since we've heard anything about Ottawa centers and goalies. Yeah. Um, and the next pick, like you mentioned, Yanni Gord from the Lightning. I'd say that's a good pick, and obviously yeah. he's good. Uh, <laughs> just uh, the Maple Leafs aren't great, breaking news. Um, and they can't even make trades right as they trade for Jared McCann, uh, who is kind of known to be like a protection against them taking Kerfoot. Uh, but they, they do take McCann, so I guess it worked out for the Leafs but you kind of give up a prospect and a seventh round pick for nothing considering you don't get to use the player. So Jared McCann going to Seattle. I I think it's a good pick. Um, We mentioned a little earlier, Morgan geeky going to the Kraken from Carolina. Uh, Gavin Bayreuther from Columbus. This, this is big, Alex. This is big. Nine games, one goal, six, one defenseman. He's 27. Uh, Could you please break down this? absolute idiocy out of Columbus for not protecting the greatest defenseman of all time? Well, obviously, nine goals, one game. I mean... <laughs> no, n- nine nine games, one goal. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> <laughs> nine goals in one game. That, that would be pretty good. Nine nine games, one goal. I mean, practically, practically Lionel Messi stats right there. So, yeah. I mean, I don't exactly know what they're even doing. He's an absolute beast of a defenseman. And that was a really, really stupid decision by the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets. I do not know what they're thinking. Um, but, uh, yeah, 
what a what a, what a selection that was. Yeah. Uh, one that I didn't like at first because I've never heard of him, but is starting to grow on me is Nathan Bastian from the Devils going to the Kraken. He's twenty three, six four, uh, forty one games played, seven points, or excuse me, ten points. Um, so obviously not the best, but he is twenty three. And he does have a lot of playing experience. Um, so that, that'll be kind of another sleeper pick that's starting to grow on me. But one pick that I, I literally applauded for in the car I was as I was driving my family home from the airport was Jordan Eberle. Um, oh, yeah, great selection. Big, big, big pick. Yeah. Uh, so, so I like that. Uh, I think he'll be a good face of the franchise for a few years, be a good top-line player. Um, and a lot of Massachusetts boys picked in this draft. Uh, I know there's someone from New Hampshire. I believe Decord from the Senators is from somewhere in Mass. And uh, from St. John's Prep and from Lawrence, Mass, Colin Blackwell go, uh, from the Rangers, who had a pretty good season for them, going to Seattle. Uh, any words of encouragement for our prep alum? Look, kid, you you survived the prep, all right, and it's not an easy place to to survive. Um, he also survived the Rangers. That's true. That's true. That's true. Um, yeah, it's it's kind of odd going from you know probably brooding for Boston as a kid then going to the Rangers. Um, yeah. But now you can live your life out in Seattle and do me a favor and just let every single Seattle fan know. That Malcolm Butler intercepted at the goal line. <laughs> yeah. Just remind them. Just I so didn't they, even think of that. That's good. You know, just remind them. Um, but yeah, good luck, man, out there. I hope I, I, I wish you all the best. Um, and hopefully you can help that team not place last in the Pacific Division. But considering where the Rangers finished, you're really not making that much of a downgrade. <laughs> uh, next pick, another huge one out of the Flyers, Carson Twartsky. Uh, and here are all his points. All right, now that we got that out of the way, fantastic. Um, yeah, really good, really good pick. He is young. He is big, twenty three and six two. Yeah, I mean uh, they really are picking a, a young team, which, like I said, I that's what I really do. That's where that's where I can see like okay, there's a lot of potential here considering yeah. they're all really really young, and so with the right training and a couple guys to mentor them, this team could be a dangerous team going forward. And by dangerous, I don't mean like the best team. I just mean like they can probably in uh in like this is the definition years. of a wild card team. Yeah, like in in four years they can scrape wild card and possibly up. Oh no, I I have them wild card two years at most. Really, I, I think they could contend this year, not for really? cup but for playoffs. What? Yeah. What are you? What pack are you smoking, bro? Well, well let we're, let's go through the rest of the draft, and I'll break okay. it down for you at the end. But another good pick, Brandon Tanov from the Penguins. That's a good pick, yeah. Brandon Tanov's a good player. Yeah. Uh, Vitek Vanacek from the Capitals, a good young goalie. They had to lose one of their three good young goalies, and uh, it's going to be Vanacek. Um, a two six nine and a nine oh eight out of him in thirty seven games, so not bad at all. Um, Tyler Pitlick from the Coyotes, but he did get flipped to the Flames. Um, I, I, I liked uh, the uh, I, I follow them on Instagram, and I really, really like what they said afterward. It's been a wild ride, Tyler. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. Thank you for the memories. Yeah. Um, yeah. Next pick, John Quenville from the Blackhawks. Two two points in sixteen games, but he is twenty five. Uh, Jonas Donskoy from the Avalanche, who uh, who I. I forget who made the pick, but he could not say his name. 
Um, but from the Avs, you know, pretty good player. He was good for the Sharks as well. What do you think he's going to do in Seattle? I mean, how old is he? He is 29. Yeah, I don't think too much. Um, he, he he might do something uh, in, like, the next goal. I, I think he's kind of just – because, I mean, I know 29 is not that old, obviously, but, like – He's a good second, third-line player. Good second, third-line player and and has, and has more experience than, other, than others do. And, you know, I don't, I'm not necessarily saying, like, all of the experience, but just, just the idea of, of the quote-unquote grind just, just to, like, be able to start for an NHL team and kind of knows that. And I think he's probably, you know, happy to be there as well because he probably didn't get too much time. Yeah. Uh, Jamie Alexiak from the Stars. I believe he signed an extension uh, with the Kraken, but good defenseman. This one, a little older, 28, still not old, but a little older rather than the 21 through 23-year-olds they were taking early. Uh, 6'7", big guy, uh, and, and did pretty good for the Stars. So I'm excited to see what happens here. Uh, another D-man, a little older, 26-year-old Carson Sousey from the uh, Minnesota Wild. Um, so, yeah, best of luck to him, 6'5". Uh, Kelly Yarncroft from the Preds. Uh, Marshawn Lynch butchered his name, but 29-year-old, pretty good. I say he has two, three good years of second-line hockey in Seattle. And my number one pick um, was Vince Dunn. And I, I talked to you about this. 24-year-old restricted free agent from the Blues. Um, 20, uh, 20 points in 43 games played. Uh, 24-year-old, six foot, 203. I think this is the pick of the draft. Um, your thoughts? Um, I I would say second best pick of the draft. Uh, in terms of future, yeah, but I think Eberle's edged him here because I think okay, yeah, Eberle had just had such a good like. It wasn't like he had a, like it wasn't like he had an average season. He had such a good season. Yeah, that's fair. And and they did really well. Um. And I, I do I do personally like Everly a lot, and so there might be a little bit of bias there. Um, but I do think you're right with with Vincent as well, though he is a really really good pick. Um, and anyone who doesn't think that should just go watch golf. Um, <laughs> n- not that it's a bad sport. It's just that it, it, it's just that it, that's the one I've been seeing all and all the maybe if you don't agree with these facts, go watch golf. So I just say, <laughs> in my personal opinion, go watch baseball. That's all right. Um. But yeah, like you said, very very good selection. Um, was he restricted? You said. Yeah, I don't think he's signed yet, though. Yeah, so it, it, it's a bit of a difficult, you know, situation with the whole like free agent, you know, free agency thing, and not like going straight to them. Um, but yeah, um, they should sign him hopefully in the in the upcoming days, maybe upcoming weeks, however long it takes. Um, but I do agree with you. Very very good selection. Yeah, Mason Appleton from the Jets, 25-year-old, 6'2 center. Big guy. He'll, he'll play bottom line minutes for you. Uh, not bad stats either with uh, 25 points in 56 games. Um, yeah, I, I, I think he could be not necessarily – I feel like he may, maybe more of like a third line kind of guy. Possibly. Yeah. Not necessarily bottom line. Uh, you know, what goes best with Kale? Uh, Hayden, as the, the two defensive brothers, Hayden and Kale Fleury. Uh, of course. I thought you were gonna say Macar. Uh, no, Kale uh, from from the from the c- couldn't be the Habs because Price was unprotected, so it, they must have picked him. So I I don't know where Flurry came from, uh, but this other Flurry coming from the Ducks, he's twenty five, six three, uh, only four points in forty seven games, but didn't didn't play too too much in terms of minutes. Uh, so good good pick there, and then to round out uh the the dominating D uh. 
I'd say really two two more good D picks back to back. Uh, Mark Giordano has to be the first captain. Yeah, uh, at thirty seven, obviously not the best stats because he's just not amazing because he's thirty seven. But a great yeah. pick, uh, a great pick for a new team. And I I was one hundred percent with that. And then you know maybe the second captain being Adam Larson at, at twenty eight. Um, yeah. recently just signed a big deal with them. I believe four years. Um. So back to back, two really good picks. Where is where where was Larson before? Uh, he was on Edmonton. Okay, yeah. Um, all right, yeah. So I mean, to kind of talk about that for a second with the whole like Giordano thing, like you really can't ask much of a thirty-seven year old guy. And I was I was kind of like I was I was out during the draft, but I was getting the notification on my phone, and I was like, there are, these are a bunch of twenty-three year old guys. Who the heck is going to captain this team? Yeah. And then I get Giordano. I'm like, okay, I think I think that's their guy. Um, maybe, I, I don't know if that was there, if they were like, okay, there's just no one from the Flames, we'll pick Giordano, or they're like, we, this is the captain who we want on the team. Don't know, obviously, don't, don't really know the GM, never met him before. Um, really? So I really know what, what was going through his head, but I think it was a, a good selection, and he will be a good captain. And these, these are really all the picks that really matter. Uh, no, no disrespect, like, at all, that's not what I mean, but, um, like th- these are the interdivisional picks. The, the, these are the teams that the Kraken are going to be versing a lot more. So Giordano, I'm sure we'll get a, an amazing ovation and ceremony back in Calgary. Um, yeah. and, and these players uh, are now rivals with their old teams, which is always fun. And, and Larson signing a nice big extension kind of kind of yeah. shows what he feels about the Oilers. You, you, you know what I saw, which is really really cool. Um, the first game for the Kraken is against the Golden Knights. Now yeah. it is away, but it is pretty. It's pretty cool to go against um, the other expansion the team. Other expansion team. Now, look, the Golden Knights could easily just do a, a huge show of killing the team before they even play the game. Um, <laughs> they could do that, and they probably will beat them if they don't. That's really unfortunate. And without Flurry, we're most likely going to see the Kraken's first uh, ever goal at the yeah, T-Mobile that, Arena. That's what I always wonder who's going to get the first goal. Who who are they going to beat to get their first win? Who's going to get because it's going to be it's going to be. I'm telling you, it's going to be Lauzon. Lauzon's going to get the first goal. If Lauzon gets the first goal, wait, maybe... be careful. This is recorded. It's true. Whatever you say has to happen. I have Lauzon, evidence. If Lauzon gets the first goal, I will root for the Habs in <laughs> in one game against the Bruins. All right. Um. If Lauzon gets the first goal. Yeah, okay. Uh, ne- next pick from the Kings, Curtis McDermott. Big guy, big angry guy. Uh, that's about it. Uh, Alexander True from the Sharks. Uh, a lot of people like him. 6'5", 24 center. Big guy. Um, big young guy. A lot of potential. And then uh, another sleeper pick is Cole Lind from the rival Canucks. Uh, technically the first team to verse the Kraken. First game of the preseason, but... Yeah. Obviously, like you said, the Knights when it really matters. Uh, he's 22, 6 1, uh, seven games, no no points, but uh, good pick right there. So, your overall thoughts on uh, the Kraken draft? I think they did good for what they had. Um, they didn't really have a, a wide selection of good players. And, like we said, there's really only like three or four like great picks in my eyes. You know, Dunn, uh, Everly, Gord, and I think Giordano to, for, you know, like a captain and whatnot. And there's, there's a couple other good ones, but, like, not really much they could do. And I think based on that, it's unfair to, like, compare them to the Knights. Um, 
And the, the Knights just really, like, like their, their team just really blended all together. It'll be interesting to see how these guys blend. Um, but, yeah, as far as what they had, I think they did, they really did the best that, that they could do, except for one pick from the Canadians, which, again, I don't even know how to describe <laughs> that. Other than that, though, that's the only problem I have with the draft. Other than that, like I said, I think it's a very, very good draft for them. Um, it's just unfortunate for them. There wasn't really much, you know, there, there wasn't really a, a wide selection of players that they could get. So, so some other semi-breaking news. Um, three hours ago, Aaron Rodgers was at Lambeau Field practicing with the team. Um, but I was told by a lot. Well, I wasn't told, but I read from a lot of reliable sources saying he may retire. Now, he was not in any gear. He had long, slicked-back hair, a man bun, and glasses with an office shirt, like like the show The Office. Mm-hmm. But he, he was at Lambeau, which is kind of surprising. Um, and other news, a, a Habs fan account uh, said, it's my birthday, I want Jack Eichel, please. Um, so, Yeah. Um, no, I, I agree with what you were saying about the draft. I think um, I think they're a very good young team. I think they could start really um, start start really contending this year as, as like a third or, or fourth place team. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, I it, it'll be it'll be fun to see. Um, yeah, I mean, they, they, the whole thing went with the Packers is it's like, they kind of, kind of told them like, hey, with the whole selection and draft getting a quarterback, like we're kind of pushing you out, but now it's like we're we kind of are, put, but then he returns to the field. So that whole situation's been very bonkers. Um, yeah. Uh, speak speaking of of draft, let's touch on the NHL draft real quick and and some uh, highlights there before we call it. Uh, two weeks. Uh, first pick, Owen Power. Right after, right after that, uh, could I just discuss some transfer news after we talk about yeah. that? Right, uh, Owen Power, uh, defenseman going to the Sabres, first overall. Everybody kind of knew that. Kraken with their first ever pick, being the second overall, Matthew Meniers. Uh, good pick right there. Other notable stuff, Luke Hughes, uh, being Jack and, and Quinn's brother, uh, going mm-hmm. to the Devils. So Jack and Luke on the same team. Um, Brant Clark, uh, kind of fell in the draft for me. I, I had him going top five. He went eight. Um, so, you know, that's that no 11th pick this year. Cause the coyotes are bad. Uh, so they had to give up that, uh, another sleeper, the number 12 pick Cole Sillinger. I had him going a little higher as well in my, uh, mock draft. Uh, other than that, Fabian Lysel going to the Bruins. You want to talk about him for a second? Um, I mean, I don't know too much about the guy. All I know is that he's a faster guy. Like his stats don't necessarily like I, I think give him justice to his like to like how like how good he can be. But like at the end of the day, he didn't produce too much. But uh, I think he's Swedish. You could be wrong, but I think he's Swedish. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, good fast winger, and hopefully he turns out better than Jake DeBrusque. Um, you protected I, him, by the way. Yeah, I, I, I know. I, I, I've seen so many memes of this guy. Like, let's open the box and see what's inside. It could be rice, it, and it's just all the players we could have picked, um, <laughs> including Matthew Barzell, um, Connor from Ka- Ka- Connor, 
Connor from the uh, Jets. There's just yeah. some of the players we could have picked instead. Mm-hmm. And we got Jake DeBrusque. Now, I'm not – Fabian Lashley I don't think is like Jake DeBrusque and like other players we could have gotten ahead of him um, realistically, but that whole Jake DeBrusque thing was terrible. Um, but I, I, I think he'll maybe score our goal if he plays. Um, and if he does, I think – and he plays like, let's say, 20 games, I think he'll get two goals. So that's, that's my prediction for Fabian Lysel. Yeah. Yes. Um, I mean, not necessarily for the Bruins, but I think one player you you could have picked that was better who fell in my draft going to the Wild is Carson Lambos, a good uh, good defenseman right there. But obviously, you don't really need defensemen. And then uh, did you just say prime Eric Carlson? Because that's probably what he's going to turn out to be now. Because the Bruins could have picked him and they didn't. Yeah, um, that's true. Yeah. Uh, two more picks I want to mention. First one being. Uh, the Montreal Canadiens at pick oh, Tell me, tell me, Braden, what is the problem with picking Logan Malukes or Malu? Malu, yeah. Uh, do, do you actually not know, or are you just doing this for... No, I don't know, I don't know. Oh, boy. Um, so he... He had to... I forget the, I forget the word. He wasn't allowed to be drafted. Uh, he, like, resigned from the NHL draft. So basically, because they picked him, they like that. That doesn't matter. It was like a placeholder. But they recently just signed him as a free agent because they weren't allowed to pick him. Um, and he uh, got arrested, I believe, in Sweden. I I don't know. Yeah. Um, for taking uh pictures of a woman without her consent after a um. A, a sexual encounter. Um, so he is not the best person. He's talented. I wouldn't say he's first round talented. Um, and the Canadians released a statement saying, you know, we picked slash signed him because we want to teach him better and we want to grow with him and yada, yada, yada. I haven't met a Habs fan, including myself, that says his skill is worth all of that. And we don't really know why we did that. So on behalf of the Montreal Canadiens, I'd like to apologize. Um, Yeah. I think that whole statement they put out is just a bunch of BS that they're trying to give themselves some sort of idea. Like, oh, this is why we did it, guys. Sorry, we're just trying to help someone grow in life. He, like, he, like took explicit pictures and then sent them to everyone without her knowing and she didn't even know he took pictures so I not 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 like, the best like, guy like 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 where did he send them like like what do you like mean? to his friends and that ended up on you know instagram and blah 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 wow so yeah um but the last last uh pick i want to mention which i believe now he has had some injury trouble uh actually check that two more uh kirby doc's brother is going to the blackhawks colton doc so you got both docs right there um and both jones right yeah, yeah. and then there were a few other brothers but none super important and then uh with the 52nd overall pick or the 20th in the second round the islanders get atu rati uh from finland this is a player i had going mid first round at the latest and he lasted till mid-second round. Now, he hasn't gone, like, more than five games without breaking something, but when he's playing, he will get you at least two points a game. Like, 
guaranteed. Um, so yeah, that's that's what I really have for uh, the NHL. And take it away for hockey. We're running a little over today, but that's because we have two weeks of content to go over. Uh, so I'm going to sort out this last second hockey stuff. You tell us about uh, soccer, and then we'll do a two-minute takeaway. All right, you guys. I know this is all. This is the reason you watch podcasts for me to rant about soccer. Um, oh boy. Anyways, uh, now the deal had been done a while ago, but all the medicals were finished for Jaden Sancho, so he's officially a member of Manchester United. Basically, if once like they can't like the club can't like for like post anything on social media about them signing the player until the medicals uh, have been finished. So it's been announced but they hadn't posted him on their social media yet, but now they have because that's been completed. Um, uh, Varane, uh, Raphael Varane went to Manchester United. Um, uh, that deal was completed fee around about $50 million. I'm pretty sure it's $45 million. Um, And I think some add-ons like, oh, we'll give you this. I don't know what it was, but there could be like percentage of, you know, we'll give you 5% of whatever we sell him for in the future, stuff like that. Um now, there's been a lot of people saying, oh, Arsenal are a banner club because they signed Ben White for $50 million, um, who's a He's a 23-year-old English center back, so he's pretty good. Um, but they also, like, could have gotten Varane for $45 million, who's much better. Multiple UCLs, played with Ronaldo, one of the best in the world at what he does, and one of the best up-and-coming center backs in the world. Kanate uh, from RB Leipzig went to Liverpool earlier on in – all the way back in January for 30 mil. Now, I don't normally do this, but I'm going to back up Arsenal here. Here's the thing. When it comes to these two teams, what Arsenal do not have that Liverpool and United have are champions is Champions League football. They do not even have European football. So, in this case, Arsenal need Ben White. Liverpool and Rafael Var- uh, and um, uh, United do not need Varane and Kanate. They help them to win the Champions League and win the Premier League, but without them, they can still do that. Two years ago, Liverpool won the Champions League. One year ago, Liverpool won the Premier League. United have been a very successful club and haven't been out of the top four in years now. So they've been very, very successful. And so they don't necessarily need these players. They're just going to help them out. So because of that, and also because, um, think about it, Ben White's going from Brighton to Arsenal. He's staying in the Premier League. So, Brighton are going to play Arsenal. So, it's just the idea of he's not, it's not a loan deal. So, it's not like he can't play against them. He can play against the former club. So, like, it's just going to go for more. So, at the end of the day, that's not why they're a banner club. They're a banner club because they're terrible, but they're not a banner club because of the whole Ben White thing. Um, as of just like two, hour, two hours ago, like, obviously in the NHL, or like you talk about, it's Elliot Friedman, who's like a very, uh, very like reliable guy. Uh, and for the, for like all things uh, football or soccer, it's Fabrizio Romano. Um, as of five hours ago, Chelsea opened talks for Kunde. Jules Kunde is a center back for Sevilla, age 22. He's French. And then as of an hour ago, uh, Kunde contract and possibly a swap deal um, between Chelsea and Sevilla. Uh, he, he's already agreed on personal terms with Chelsea until June 2026. Um, the deal would be Sevilla send uh, Chelsea Kunde in exchange for Chelsea center back uh, Kurt Zuma. Um, and it would be a very, very good selection for Chelsea because he had a fantastic season this year and he's only 22 years old. Um, 
so yeah, that's been basically all that has really happened. Um, a bunch of stuff for PSG, realistically, like you know they they've gotten um, uh, Hakimi, Donnarumma, um, Sergio Ramos, uh, Gini Vinaldum, possibly Paul Pogba. He's been rumored. Um, so yeah, that team could be dirty going forward. So a couple things here and there. But as far as the agreed stuff, Rafael Varane and Jaden Sancho. And possibly within the next coming hours, in the next coming days, Kunde to Chelsea, which I'm pretty excited for personally. No big news on Erling Holland. The only real thing is Abramovich, Roman Abramovich, Chelsea owner, really wants him. And he says he'll do whatever he wants. But they have already rejected like a 130 million bid. So it's like they're going to need to spend a lot of money if they want to get him. Lewandowski has been rumored to Chelsea. So that could be a move possibly for cheaper. But obviously he's like older. He's like 32 versus like 24 or whatever. Um, so yeah, that's really it for the news. A bunch of rumors for those, but could, uh, uh, could Chelsea could happen within the next coming hours. All right. Uh, two, two things in hockey I found. Um, this is probably the biggest one. The Seattle Kraken have, uh, made a trade again. Oh. Uh, the second in their franchise. Um, they, they got rid of Dan McDermott. Uh, for a fourth-round pick in 2023. All right, that is the trade. Um, now, here are the buyouts uh, in the first buyout window. Martin Jones from the Sharks got bought out. Braden Holtby from Vancouver. James Neal from Edmonton. Jake Vertanen from Vancouver. Anthony D'Angelo from the Rangers. Keith Yandel from Florida. So that must have been the signing you mentioned, even though he's like a $5 million at least dollar player. Uh, Zach Parisi and Ryan Suter from Minnesota. So those are all the hockey news as I refresh so what, one more time. Free agents? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So that that is... So takeaways then? That That is what I see. Um, yeah. Two-minute takeaway for you, Mr. Grondon. You're going to start today, Braden. We're Am I? Yeah. Um. Seattle has a really young, good team. I see them competing next year uh, around the 4-5 uh, place in the division mark in a fairly weak Pacific division. Um, I I think Chicago really picked it up. I like what Columbus is doing. Um, it'll be interesting to see what Seattle can do in free agency with 30-plus uh, million um Montreal something big's gonna happen whether that's Dougie Hamilton uh the three players I mentioned earlier or Eichel um Bergevin's been very quiet and he usually isn't last time he was this quiet was when he acquired Shea Weber so uh something something big's gonna happen there uh whether or not I like it is is up to what it is uh, Flurry to Chicago to start off the episode was kind of kind of big, and I gotta call my grandmother about it right now. Um, other than that, I'm excited for hockey to come back. Football's coming back, um, and uh, baseball trade deadline right around the corner. Uh, Chris Bryant, I I say has to go somewhere. Um, as the Cubs are selling off some pieces, uh, they got rid of Chafin today. Uh, Red Sox looking good. Need some more pitching uh comeback kids over the yankees the past few games which has been fun to watch uh and the olympics canada around that 10th place spot um usa i, I believe fourth or fifth 
Um, no, I'm second as of this morning. But se- second as of this morning, I haven't checked in, in a little In while. terms of number of medals first, but in terms of gold medals second with nine versus Japan's 10. All right. Uh, so, yeah, excited to watch that. Unfortunately, watch the U.S. volleyball team lose to uh, the ROC last night, a.k.a. Russia, but even though they can't be called that. Um, and Canada women's duos volleyball, the number one seed, and going on a tear and are probably going to bring home the gold next week. Fantastic. Um, as far as my two-minute takeaway, I think, like I mentioned, the Kraken did the best they could. Uh, as far as what they had, except for Carey Price. Um, I don't think they're going to finish in like the fifth or sixth spot in their division. I think it's unfortunately going to be for them more the seventh or eighth. Um, I don't think they're going to have a bad season necessarily. I just think they're going to struggle this year with all their young players. Um, but in the next coming years, I do think that they could be a really, really good team and possibly seek out a wild card spot. Um Draft, for the most part, except for the whole Canadians thing, especially in the first round, kind of went as um, I think most people would expect it to. I don't know too much about a lot of the players, but I, I, I heard of some of them, and I was like, okay, I know they're going to go earlier on, which they did. Um, a bunch of brothers are you know uniting, uh, which is pretty cool. The Hughes brothers, the Jones brothers, and the Doc brothers as well, so that's pr- pretty awesome. Um, Flyers look are uh, looking towards the future, obviously. I mean, Yandel's a very, very good um, pick. I mean, that was really, really cheap. Just grab him for 900k for a year. Awesome pick. Um, Vancouver as well, looking for the future. Um, some great selections that they made. Um, and great, great pickups and great trades. Um, Arizona Coyotes GM, get whatever it is out of your ass out as soon as you can. You are a moron. Um, now I don't think the the owner thinks that because um, he t- if if he did he would have fired him before he could even make that trade but nonetheless he did. Um, Which one? All of them have been awful. Yeah, that's the point. You know, it's just, <laughs> it doesn't really matter what like a trade. Like, don't even let him make a trade. Like, it's there's no point. Keep um, him off the phone. Yes. As far as uh, soccer is concerned, I I really do want Kunde to come to Chelsea. That'd be awesome. He was rumored to Tottenham. Um, especially this morning after Toby Alderweire left and he's now just half off to Qatar. Um, as you do. Yep, as you do. Um, so he can go play there. It'll be interesting to see what signings are to come. Rafael Varane uh, coming to the Premier League makes me want to cry because that means we're going to have another 80-plus pace, 87 overall center back in FIFA, and I'm going to die. Um it is the worst thing that can happen. Uh, if you don't understand FIFA, French center backs are the best in the game. And when they have more than 82 pace, they might as well be 105 pace and faster than Tyreek Hill because they are so fast. Um, but yeah. Uh, can we just quickly talk how bad is Mexico going to hurt Canada Thursday? Um, Actually, Canada is not terrible. And Mexico in the Gold Cup, I mean – they haven't been amazing, and they don't have amazing players. I do think they're going to lose, most likely. Um, we might need an emergency podcast if there's a USA-Mexico Gold Cup final. Well, it could be USA-Canada. Do you mean USA-Canada or do you mean USA-Mexico? That's, that's what I meant. Okay, yeah. I'm just trying to see where the line – who are they playing? Like, who do, who, do, who are Canada playing now? So so none of their good players, realistically. Um, they really yeah. can't play on the good guys. Um, but they're doing well, but – I, I do think that they probably will get clapped by um, 
the uh, Mexicans. We talking three nothing, like eight one, like what? No, we're, we're 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 talking three one. We're talking three. Uh, I'm 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 thinking four one, but they're gonna pull the goalie. At the I end. mean, USA playing guitar, so I'm perfectly happy with that personally. Yeah, um, I'm so I cannot wait. Remember, at least on my screen, it's gonna cut down in the episode because I gotta edit a few things out. But one twelve thirty is when you said the USA is gonna be Qatar. So when Qatar wins, I'm going to play that back for you over and over and over again on that note thank you guys they're gonna win the gold cup they're gonna win the gold cup they're winning the gold cup all right um no but thank you guys for listening uh not too too much to post on instagram but make sure you do give it a follow send us an email at after the horn 2022 if you have uh, at gmail.com if you have uh, any questions, want us to touch on something, or want to be a guest host, again, episode two, I responded to an email from a very specific person, and it is now episode eight, and I have not heard back. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, lots of exciting free agency stuff, lots of exciting trade stuff uh, in the NHL and MLB. Um, yeah. All right, Alex. Talk to you in two weeks. Adios, amigo.